Amen. You guys may be seated. Uh, I want to invite Altina up here. Uh, I was thinking about how to introduce him. I've known him for since 05 or 06, and we used to run the mountains together, but I think it's more he ran the mountains than I tried to keep up. But, but Altine's a great guy, a great man of God. Uh, uh, we support Altine in, in, in Toronto uh, each week. If you put money in the offering plate, uh, it's going to his ministry and then other ministries in Albania we support as well. But I just want to turn it over to him and allow the Lord to speak through him. Uh, again, he's going to be talking about evangelism. We are the mission of Jesus Christ. And every one of us are called into that. And this one's a good one right here. Amen? Amen. Hello, guys. Thank you so much, Pastor Kent, for giving me this opportunity to be here. It's, so it will be me, much easier to preach in Albanian, but I don't think anybody will understand. So I'll try English. <laughs> so it's uh yeah i have a photo of, of my family here so i'm married and i have two boys martin and rubin this photo is a little bit old and my boys now are grown up martin is 17 and ruby is 13 ruby now is as big as me <laughs> and uh and uh and that's another photo, so greetings from my family, but greetings from Beta and Elvis too. So that's the family that does missions in the mountains that you guys support. And this photo is, is, is of this, uh, this summer, the two of their boys were baptized. So the shirt reads, I have decided. So they decided to follow Jesus, and that's a beautiful moment for them. So uh, I've been here, I don't know when I was here, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Now we have the COVID years between and I, I lost numbers. Huh? When was the last time? <laughs> but I feel privileged every time I'm here. And thank you, Pastor Ken, for giving me this opportunity. He's, he's one of my favorite pastors because he's getting old, but he still has innovative ideas. And uh, how, how is possible? All the time he has his innovative ideas how to do, how to reach one more person for Jesus. So, so that that is great. So it's uh, and and church, thank you for supporting us since 1998 when Gary and Paula came for first time in the mountains. That's that's faithfulness. 23 years of support and prayers and giving so thank you so so much Gary and Paula are like our spiritual parents for me because 23 years is a lot of, of a lot of years I can tell you stories of me and Gary going in those mountains oh my goodness walking one hour and a half to go to the village and then going house to house to testimony to share Jesus and a lot of you have been part of it you know and among you, there's a lot of other heroes that you have taken the good news for yourself and you have taken away to, to others. Still, I, I like to tease Pastor Kent one more time because I have the chance, you know. <laughs> you know, we, I, I walk with him to this village. It's uphill, it's snow, and uh, I, I know this guy for many times. And I said, okay, we give another chance. So, uh, we go, I go together there at his house with Pastor Kent. Uh, Kent meet him for first time, share Jesus, and he accept Jesus. 
come on. You know, you know, I know this guy for so long. And he did not accept Jesus when I tell him. Pastor can tell him only one time and he accepts Jesus. Well, what's wrong? <laughs> so, yeah, I want to share, I want to share this message with you that is the, that's the only one thing that we can do on earth and will not have another chance, which is missions, which is evangelism, which is sharing the good news. It's, it's our only chance here. John 17, verse 18, Jesus says, In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world, Jesus said. And, uh, yeah, you have been talking about all these weeks. We, ha- we have a mission in the church, but we have a mission in the world as well. So, and uh, John 20, 21, Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, Merry Christmas, Father sent His Son, and that's what we celebrate uh, this month, and that's Nativity is ready to expect the whole village, or more than the whole village. We celebrate God sent His Son, but it doesn't finish there. I am sending you. Now we are being sent. And Acts 20, 20 Paul says what we have been sent for. And and. Look what it says. The most important thing is that I complete my mission. What is the mission? The work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell the people the good news about God's grace. So God says, he wants me, he wants you, he wants us to share to share the good news. And uh, Pastor can use the word evangelism. Uh, now, one thing that Christians and non-Christians have in common, nobody likes that word. Either us or non-Christians. We don't like that word. Because when you say somebody evangelism, what comes first to your mind? The, the, the tele-evangelism, the, the guy the, the, with the big hair, big rings, send me your money. <laughs> Or, or the other guy at McDonald's that says, that says, repent or you go to hell. Which of these guys? You know, the word hell in Albania is a good word. Hell means when you, when you roast the lamb, that is a hell meat. Well, it's burnt. Hell still has similarities. <laughs> but I can exchange an hamburger with the hell meat, you know. That's not funny. No problem. <laughs> but that's not what evangelism it, it means. You know, evangelism, the Greek word means good news. It, it's good news. The so Bible says, since I know the good news, since I receive the good news, since I know that God loves me, now I share it with others. The good news. I, I, I'm supposed to share it. And I like to read one more time the, the, the verse that was read while the candle was lighted. Acts 1.8. Where to share? Where am I, am I supposed to share? You will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, at the ends of the earth. And uh, where... Where, where are the people that are hearing this? 
They are in Jerusalem. So here's, here's the point. First, start, share the gospel, or good news, where you are, to the closest people. Then to Samaria and to Judea, the countries next door, but Samaria happened to, to be a, a culturally different and had a lot of difference. Uh, and that means share the good news with people nearby, but share the good news with people that are different from you that are not similar, that has something different with you. And the third, go and reach everyone. And and there is a word witness there. And in our context, when you say witness, first thing comes to your mind is Jehovah witness. But it's not that. Witness is, is somebody who tell you what they see. Witness what you have seen. I saw this, and I saw this, and I saw this. This is what it happens. And this is sharing the good news, sharing what you have experienced. I'm telling you, I prayed, and God did this, and God did this, and God did this. I witness what God did in my life. And and, uh, why does God want us to do this? Because, because God is building a family, a family of people who love him from every country, every nation, every tribe. And uh, the point of history, this is it. God is building a big family that is going to live with him forever and ever. And he wants people from all over all over the nations in this, in this family. And this has been God's plan for all the time, all along. Ephesians 3.11 says, This was God's plan for all of history, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is amazing, and I don't know how to explain that very well, but, you know, God started this mission with Jesus, which is amazing, because Jesus is God's son, is perfect, and then he passed it on, to us. And there is no plan B. If we don't do it, it's finished. There is no plan B of sharing the good news. And, and, and uh, God put the future of the world in our hand. That's beautiful. And that is scary. <laughs> it's both. And being in mission is the greatest privilege ever given us, on, on us from God. So how uh, God led us and used us to complete the mission that Jesus finished, uh, Jesus started, and we are to finish. How, how we do this in, in practical steps? Now, first of all, I assume this message is very easy. And some of you would say, why did I come come today to church you know i had other plans you know i expected something revelation whatever and this is so simple i already know this it might be true these things that you are hearing you already know this since you're kids but i hope i hope that you'll get one word i hope you get one verse i hope that the holy spirit steers Something, a little thing in you. Because what I'm saying, God already has used you to do these things. But I, I, 
I pray that he'll discover something very specific in your life. So how can we complete God's given mission? First, I must share with those in my world. That's the starting point. Share with those in my world. And that's a guy, Jesus healed a guy, and this guy had experienced a miracle in his life, and he wanted to stay with Jesus all the time, and Jesus told him, no. Don't follow me. Go, Luke chapter 8. He said, go back home and tell people how much God has done for you. Share the good news. So so that man went all over town telling how much Jesus had done for him. It looks so easy. And that's what he did. Jesus is saying the same for us. Where does our mission start? At our home. Among our people. It starts with our own neighborhood, in our community. And and what does it say? He went all over the town. And that's that's what God wants to do us. Go to your friends, to your family, co-workers, neighbors, uh, a a person that crosses your road, uh, the person that delivers you the the Amazon gift, you know, you you are expecting from, from Christmas. After you sign... Stop it for a minute. Share Jesus. Or, or, or the, the one who, who helps you with the gas. No, that's in Albania. You know, in Albania, somebody put your gas here. You put your gas or not. Yeah, it's no problem. But the, the hair maker or the waiter or whoever crosses, crosses your roads. And God says, I want you to share the good news first with the people in your Jerusalem. I got to know Jesus June 93. I started to practice Muslim religion because that's, that's the context of our, of our uh, nation. Then I got to know Jesus because I knew Quran and I knew Bible. Guess where I started to share the good news? With the Imam of the mosque. Because I thought if he comes to faith, Everybody will come to faith. And that was a a good idea. That was a big failure. Because I I started to share Jesus with him. He wanted me to convince to go back. I wanted him to open your eyes and see, see Jesus. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Until I go home and I have headache. I haven't eaten or drink a whole day. Just talking, 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 talking. And debating with this guy. Until I hear from God the, the Bible verse. Don't throw pearls into pig's feet. That means for me, stop with this guy. <laughs> and I start sharing the gospel with my cousins. I have 26 cousins. And 18 of them gave their life to Jesus. And most of them are still walking, are still walking with God. And, and uh, start with the people around you. The most difficult part, when was I shared the gospel with my enemies? Uh, it was winter 2001. Me and Gary and Paula went to visit the home of a family that killed my grandmother. You know, it's uh, when I was 16 years old. Two drunk men, two drunk men, were in a fight with my uncle. 
my grandmother goes between to divide them and they hit her and she died. Soon after that, not very long after that, the guy had an accident and he died. But I hated all his family. I hated everybody that related, that related with him. Then I became a Christian. And I became a leader in the mountains ministry. And I find this Bible verse, why is there? If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. You know, do you have in your Bible some pages missing? You know, I wanted to tear apart this, this page. You know, but God was telling me, you know, do you, have, have you experienced my forgiveness? Go and forgive them. And 2001, we go there and share the gospel with this guy's mom, with his brother, his wife, the entire family. And then guess what? In the church, in the village, half of our youth were nephews and nieces of the family. God is strange sometimes. You know, God is strange. And maybe you have somebody that you don't like. Maybe it's your mother-in-law. Maybe it's your cousin. Maybe it's your uncle. Maybe you had a fight during Thanksgiving, or you don't. Everything is peaceful. Maybe you have a fight coming, <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> you know, it's a, God has forgiven you. How, how can you tell God has forgiven you? Are you willing to forgive? And if God is speaking to you at this point about this person, bring it before God. Don't forgive him because he or she deserves. They don't deserve. Forgive because it's good for your heart. And that's what God says. Maybe that's, that's a step. So uh, share the good news with the people in your Jerusalem that surround you. And if it's so easy, why we don't do it? Because we think, we think, we think, we believe the myth. People have no interest about spiritual things. Uh, that's not true. People's life, lives are empty. See what crazy things they are doing. All those crazy stuff just to fill their emptiness. Their life is empty. So see the opportunities to share the good news around you. See, and, and these people are... You see them every day. They're just staring at you. They're just staring at you and waiting for you to, to tell them what? What you have experienced. Tell them the good news. And now sometimes it takes a little perseverance. Sometimes it's more easy. Sometimes the heart is ready. And sometimes you have to persevere and, and to continue. And, but and the, mom, the moment comes, you jump in and share, this is what God has done for my life. And, and now it's more easy than ever. You know, your church is online. You only share, you like the message, you just share the link to your friend. You know, listen to this. Or you send a message to, let me, there are so many. You can send a message through WhatsApp, Instagram, 
Zoom, whatever, you know, there, there are hundred ways that you can communicate and share the good news. The only reason your heart is still beating after you know Christ is because you are in mission. You, are, you have not finished. Share with people. And if somebody did not share faith with you, you would not be here. You would not be able to. Do, can I tell you a secret? How can we kill Christianity in USA? It's very easy. Don't tell everybody. Don't tell nobody. If nobody tells nobody, next generation, there will be no Christians. That's it. That's it. If you want to grow God's kingdom here, just somebody telling somebody. That's, that's how, it, how easy it is. Look, 2 Peter 3.9. God doesn't want anyone to be lost. But he wants all people to change their heart and lives. God is not willing that any should perish. You know? And as long as there is one person in earth that doesn't know Jesus, we are still on the mission. Keep praying and sharing the good news. You never know. God uses some strange situation to bring somebody to faith. God used my mom's cow to bring her to faith. That's true. I will share Jesus with mom and she will not, uh, she will not, give, uh, she will not open her heart to Jesus. But she would come to prayer meetings on Wednesday. She say nothing, just sitting there. And one day, one Wednesday, she's coming. Ah, ah, she's hardly breathing. Said, "Mom, what's wrong? Ah, ah, can you pray for my cow? My cow is sick." And that's what we did. Like you, we start laughing. Ah, and then we finish laughing. Let's pray for our cow. And we prayed for our cow. Strange. We prayed for the cow. And as soon as we prayed for the cow, mom left the room. After half an hour, she's back. And she said, my cow is healed. Tell me about Jesus. You know, God had to use something that she loved that is close to her heart. God, God knows the language of her heart. You never know what he uses to touch somebody's heart. And the... And the God uses your team that my dad would come to know Jesus. You know, we prayed for my father to come to know Jesus. And he was very stubborn. He was raised in the communist time, very atheist. He, would, he, he was polite when Gary would share the, the good news. And sometimes he would, he, would, he would be like a nice guy. Would you want to pray with me? Gary said, yes, pray with Gary. And then, and then he continued the same. I said, dad, what are you doing? You know, you, you, he said, but he's American. He has come for a very long road. You know, why? Why? Let's please him. I said, Come on, Dad. And then we, we gave up to share Jesus with him. Just prayed and prayed and prayed. And we lost hope. Two months before he died, your team was there. And he asked that Kent would come. You were there, Kent. You remember? And he prayed, and he baptized my dad two months before he died. You never know what it takes. You never know how God works, because he's, 
That's him. He has mysterious ways how he goes to people's heart. So we need to reach one more. And it starts in our home, in our town, town, in our community, in our Jerusalem. What is number two? We must dare to reach beyond our world. Love pushes us to go out of the comfort zone. And, and, and what does it mean? The, uh, maybe it means different than you. Maybe it's different background, maybe it's different education, different language, different economy. It's, our mission has eternal consequences. People, if they don't know Jesus, they'll go to hell. That's crazy. But that's true. God is loving, but God is right. He's lying in the Lamb. He has already given us a way to be right with God through Jesus. But if people don't know Jesus, it's a done deal. And so, so because of that, we go beyond our comfort zone. And uh, 1 Corinthians 9, it says, Whatever each person is like, I try to find common grounds with him, so that he will let me tell him about Christ, and let Christ save him. In other words, I just... Don't hang out with people like me. Christians are called to build bridges, not, not walls. So I must dare to reach beyond my world. Look at, at uh, uh, James verse one twenty seven. What does it say? Real religion is to reach out to the homeless and the loveless in their plight. You know, when you read Bible, you see Jesus, what he's doing. He always is, is, is after the, the group of people, the, what you call them, underdog or unevaluated or, or whatever is the name. He's there. The imprisoned, the orphan, the powerless, the ignored, the left behind, the widowed, the, 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 the aged, the mentally ill, the social outcast or the sick or the leper or if Jesus was here today physically he'd be doing the same thing he'd be doing the same thing and for our church God has put us a burden for the special needs community and uh, and my wife started a center that is named after my nephew Jonathan it's called Jonathan Center that served uh, the community of special needs and now it, uh, we serve, uh, it, it, it started with only Down syndrome, now it's wider, has 153 families, kids that take therapy, and, and now she's doing a project with U.S. Embassy to employ 20 youth with special needs. This is, for you, it's common, for us, it's new. And it's amazing how it is, how it is working, it's People different than us. That's what, what it means for us. Maybe for you is the, is the ministry that the pastor can mention to me, the arms. That is something, people that are different, that, that, that need something from you. So, and uh, actually, I have a short video. Is okay? So let's see the, the short video. Uh, kids with Down syndrome in the center. 
Natyrisht nuk mund të lejmë pa përmendur edhe fëmijët e vegjel, të cilët janë fokusi kryesor në qendrën tonë. Është emocioni vërtet kur mësojmë të flasim fjalët e para. Kur mësojmë gërmët e para. Dhe kur përpichemi të hedhim hapat vet, pa ndimën e askujt. Që në të ardhmen të jemi të pavarur dhe të kërkojmë të drejta tona si gjithë të tjerët. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Uh, this is only a little, little part of it. And it's amazing that the center is in the building that is uh, the house where mother of Mother Teresa lived. I don't know if you know Mother Teresa was Albanian, but her mom during the communist time, she lived in that house. And now the center is exactly in that house. It's so, it's so amazing that uh, what is happening. And... Uh, I like to brag with my wife, but I use an example that maybe you don't like. So I, I say that my, my wife is beautiful, but she's like a bulldog. So if she locked her jars, she will not let go. It will happen, and it will be super. And if you only follow through th- Facebook or, or website what she's doing with special community. She would go because in the beginning the special needs were, were there was no special needs in Albania. Because coming out of, of communism, people are ashamed to tell that they have a special needs kiss, kids. So they're locked in the house. And she, the first thing she had to do, it was, it was to raise awareness These people exist and they have value. So she would go TV after TV, radio after radio, write wherever she can just to raise awareness about this community. And she was part of a commission to change three laws in Albania in the favor of, of special needs. And it is, it is, it is amazing what, what, what is happening, but that's what God put us in your heart and, and, and for sure... God has put you, people that are different from you, in your heart. And God wants us to go out of the comfort zone. As it says at Matthew 25. And uh, look at what it says. Jesus said, I was hungry and you feed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invite me in your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And, uh, and uh, if you continue reading, what people says, you know, at Matthew 25, so, when, when did, you, did we do this? And what are you doing in prison, Jesus? What did you do something wrong? And uh, what did Jesus say? He said, when you did that, when you did that for one, the least of my brothers, you did it for me. When you give them a, a, even a, a cup of cold water to somebody when you, when you help when you make those shoe boxes for the kids overseas when you help a missionary when you do something it doesn't matter how big it is you you are you are doing it for Jesus 
Jesus said, you are doing it for me. That's the whole business of Christianity. It's, it's healing hurts and helping people. That, that's it. That's, it's love. Now, I'm not going to kill you because if you get involved in the mission, it's going to cost you. That's the truth. It's not easy to go to Liberia. It's not easy to go to Albania. It's not easy to live in the mountains for, in a small house you know, for a whole week. It's not easy to walk. And it's not, it's, 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 it will break you out of self-centeredness and you're out of your comfort things that you are, you are used. And it's going to cost you time, energy, effort, money. But God has promised. He promised eternal rewards. Mark chapter 10. Look what does it say. Jesus replied, let me assure, assure you that no one has ever given up anything for the love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back a hundred times over. Whatever you do for God, it is not in vain. It is not in vain. And the last one is not enough to share Jesus only people with your, in your world that are different. But I must care for the whole world. This is, this is the third one. And, this is, and as, I, as, as I said, you already are doing these things. But maybe one of these three has a specific meaning for your heart. So I must care for the whole world. Mark chapter 16 says, Jesus said to his followers, to whom to his followers, not only pastors, not only worship leaders, music team, media team, deacons, elders, to his followers, to everyone. Go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are a fisher, fisherman. It, go and fish men. And if you're not fishing, you are not following. He said, to everyone. He is asking to everyone. And the, the strange thing is, he has this mission impossible to these people that had only two ways to travel. Walk or a donkey. Camel, you have to be a rich guy. Horse, you have to be a super rich guy. So you walk or you have a donkey and you said, start walking to the ends of the earth. What? And now how easy is this for us today? Because we have trains, planes, bus, and cars, and everything. Now we have something that they, generations before us, they never had. We have internet. You can share Jesus in your pajamas at your home. And you can have something, you know, a hot chocolate here. And you can sit and share Jesus with, with somebody outside, outside the world. Only, only this week, I have, I have been talking with uh, Albanians in 11 countries. England, France, Italy, Germany, Switzerland, Kosovo, Greece, Iraq, Turkey, China, USA, and yes, Albania. Internet evangelism. It's so easy. It's so easy. You don't have to go anywhere. And you can still... And most of the world speak English. 
And sometimes, uh, I, I, when somebody wants to go to mission, he said, what skills do I need to have to come in mission? I said, do you speak English? I said, yes, then you have it. And when teams come, sometimes we do English camp. Teach the words in English. So, so it's, 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 it's so it's so easy. You know what? Because... Uh, even in villages deep in the mountains, maybe they don't have a road. Maybe they don't have electricity all the time. Maybe they don't have water in the house. But everyone has a smartphone. Everyone has a smartphone. Even in Liberia, I guess. Everywhere. I don't know how, but that's the truth. And because of that, we started online church because uh, I like if you can help me with the map so this map is a is map of Albania and all these dots are where we have groups of Albanians we call it ICF at home church at home and we have over 100 people Albanians around Albania and the world that follow us through internet there are 10 million Albanians only three live in Albania. Seven are all over. We even, last night we ate, what was the name of our restaurant? Taste of Italy. And guess where the cook is from? Even here. That's strange. What are they doing? You know, they're all over. They're all over. So, and uh, that what that was through internet then we did a mission trip in kosovo yeah we, we took our team in kosovo a group of youth and it was it was amazing they did some practical things albanians going missions in kosovo is very hard because kosovo it's like a, if you are albanian you are muslim if you are christian you are serbian macedonian other nationalities because it's a tension, mixed tension between nationality and religion. And for them is, I am Albanian and I am Christian. What? Let me tell you. I'm a witness. So it's a, and as I said, you are a great example for that because your church has been sending missionaries for at least 1998 in village, but early, much early than that and all these other places and uh, and the last thing I want to share this uh, I started the church and I dreamed that God will use me to reach 2% of Albania for Jesus because churches churches are like incubators of God's love and building this in a Muslim country it's, it's, it's amazing or, or wherever and this is my dream to, to see 2% of of my nation coming to know Jesus. And uh, the first year was not happening. And I felt like Nehemiah. Nehemiah was, went to Jerusalem to build this wall. And he encouraged people. The wall started. And they gave up. <coughs> Excuse me. And then chapter 3. Nehemiah had to encourage them again. And the chapter 3, he had to encourage them. Uh, in chapter 3, he had to encourage them with a new vision. Go side by side. Family by family. 
tribe by tribe and uh, group by group. And the unity brought the mission, the vision to accomplishment. And uh, this is what, this is, give me a better picture is to grow God's kingdom in Albania, it doesn't need only my church. It needs more than that. And this is a picture of uh, Christians coming together. And I started a church planting network uh, eight years ago. I'm sorry. I'm not used to speak English so long, <laughs> but I'm almost over. And this church planting network, uh, with God's help, we're able to start 100 plus new churches. And uh, in eight years, Christianity grew by 50%. Wait, from 0.4 to 0.6. <clears throat> It's still zero point, but it's growth. And part of it is because of you. Because of your prayers, because of your support, because of your teams that you send in our nation. So, to close it, to close it, I'll close with this, uh, the last slide. Uh, how is your response? Maybe your response is like Moses. Who? Me? No way. Maybe your response is like Jonah. Uh, not me. Everybody else, but not me. Maybe your response is like Habakkuk. Why me? There are millions of people here. Why me? Or you can say like Isaiah. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. And I, don't, and I don't know what it means. Send me. Maybe send me into my world. Send me in the people that are different. Maybe send me around the world. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. But are you ready to say, here I am. Send me. That's the most dangerous prayer to pray. Why? Because I prayed that prayer 26 years ago. Here I am, Lord, use me. And he used me in some strange, amazing ways, crazy ways. Ask Gary, ask other people, ask pastor how God has used them. But it is with God. So tell him, ask him. Here I am. Here I am. Use me. But, yeah, let's pray now. Let's pray now. And I want to encourage you, <laughs> only the brave guys, <laughs> if, if God is steering something in your heart and you feel like the call of Josiah is for you. Would you raise your hand if you feel like God is telling you, here I am, use me. 
here I am, use me, two, three, four, five, more hands, let's pray together. Father, you have an army in this church. You have used them in a great way. And you are not done. Because you love them. And you have great things to do through them. And I pray in Jesus' name. Strengthen each of them, Jesus. Bring them closer to you. Bless them in ways they have ever imagined. Protect them from the evil and fill their life with your presence. That they would be your witness. That they would go and tell, I know God, I know Jesus, and you can know him too. Thank you, Jesus, for trusting us this amazing mission. And make us strong every day that we will not give up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.